Hey, welcome home, everybody. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and you are watching Legacy Television. Glad you tuned in today. In just a moment, we're going to get into the Word of God together. I know that what the Lord has to say to you today is absolutely life-changing. You hear that a lot, but I actually believe it. I believe that what you hear today from the Spirit of God and from the Word of God can actually change your life. And we're going to spend some time in worship together. Uh, before we get into any of that, though, I want to say something right here at the top of this broadcast. I want to say how much I appreciate our partners all over the world, man. The Lord has brought some of the most precious people to Sarah and to me, people that have gotten on board with us in our assignment to preach Jesus, to serve our generation, this generation with the word of God, teaching them how to live by faith in the day of grace. And there's there's just some precious people that the Lord has brought to us to partner with us. Those that have partnered with us in their faith, partnered with us in their prayer, partnered with us in their finances. And these people are so like I said, just precious and valuable to us. And I want to extend an invitation right now. Uh, right now in the state that we're in with this ministry and this, uh, this broadcast, we're a weekly broadcast, but the Lord has made it very clear to us that our goal, our assignment is that this message must be preached to everyone, everywhere, every day. And that's why we're introducing the Legacy 365 Project. It's an opportunity for people, uh, I would say it like this, of two separate generations. One, if you're a member of an older generation and you're serious about your kids and grandkids being taught the word of faith, this is an awesome opportunity for you to invest. If you're a member of this generation and you're, you're serious about your friends, your, your loved ones getting a hold of the word of God the same way you have and the way it's changed your life, this is an opportunity for you to invest. Invest in the preaching of the gospel. And, and if you want to, if the Lord's leading you to, that's between you and Jesus. But if he is, I'm telling you, there's an opportunity right now to help us preach this to everyone, everywhere, every day. And that's in the Legacy 365 Project. For more information about that project, visit us online at pearsonsministries.com. Find out how you can get on board with us in this and let us get, a, let us get on board with you in whatever you're believing God for. And together, we're gonna get some great things done right in the here and now in the kingdom of God. Let's pray together. We'll get into the word. Father, we love you today. We worship you, adore you, sir. Thank you so much for your word. We come boldly before your word right now. We believe that we receive from you eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear his voice, hearts that understand who we are in him, who he is in us. I'm asking you today, sir, for utterance in the Holy Ghost, boldness to proclaim your word and for your word to do what only your word can do, which is bring change into our lives from the inside out. We worship you and we give you praise today in Jesus' name, amen. I want to get right back into our study where we've been now. I guess this is probably two months that we've been talking about this and I believe this is coming to a close today, but we've been asking and answering this question, I know that I've asked, that many of you have asked, I know that people all over the world have asked themselves, why isn't this working? They're talking sometimes about their relationship with God or their relationship in their church, more specifically their, their life of faith and, and what they expect from the word and, and they feel like something should be clicking that it's not and it's this feeling of frustration that tries to set into people when they are doing certain things, saying certain things, even sewing, and don't feel like the sewing is working. And it's that constant nagging, gnawing question, why isn't this working? And uh, man, I'm, I am serious. I am passionate about people getting the answer to that question because I know that my father in heaven is serious about his children 
finding out why it's not working in their lives. He's not content with the majority of us not receiving from him. He wants you and I benefiting from all that his word has to offer. He wants you and I to know every promise he's made to us. He wants us to be able to have faith that reaches out and takes by, by faith everything that his grace has provided for us. He's not content with this not working in your life. So that's why you've got to go to the word. And that's what we've been doing over the last several weeks now, finding out from Jesus himself why the word hasn't been working in people's lives. And he, he unfolded all of this so plainly and so easy for us to see in Matthew chapter 13. And that's where we've been spending so much time in the parable of the sower. And if you missed any of the broadcasts that's, uh, that we've been on in this series leading up to this, you can go back and, and watch them absolutely free. You can download our app, Legacy Studios app. You can get it, get caught up with us, answer these questions. These are crucial truths that you've got to have in your life. Jesus told his disciples when they said, what's this parable all about? He said, look, if you don't get this one, how are you going to get any of them? That's how serious this thing really is. So we've talked about several different kinds of ground that Jesus said the word got sown on. He called that seed the word of God. And of course, we know from other places in scripture that the word is the incorruptible seed, which means that there's nothing wrong with the seed. Even though it got planted four times and only worked once, the moment it worked, the moment it actually reproduced, then you know right then there's nothing wrong with this seed. You've got to go back and study the kind of ground it got sown on. Jesus said some seed fell on the wayside. That's that hard packed ground where the seed can't penetrate. He said that's somebody who hears the word, but doesn't understand it, doesn't value it. And if you hear the word of God being preached and you don't value it as your answer, if you don't esteem it as word from God, not just something man made up, then it can't do anything for you. For his word to work in your life, you have got to honor it as a word from God. You've got to honor Jesus as the word made flesh because the word is so precious and valuable that if it's left out and it doesn't sink in, it's like seed sitting on top of the ground that birds came and devoured. Satan, Jesus said, comes immediately to steal the word that's unprotected. Jesus talked about some seed that got sown uh, on stony ground and that person received it with joy, but didn't have a root in them. And because they didn't have a root, they wouldn't endure. And what is our root? We are to be rooted and grounded in the love of God. Your faith will work when you know how much you're loved, when you find out how much God loves you and what Jesus has done for you, your faith will work because faith is trust. You can trust somebody you know who loves you. You can believe God's word because you take it because he said it, but you trust him. That comes from a different place, man. That comes from you knowing him and knowing how much he loves you. That way, when you know how much he loves you, let the persecution come, let the tribulation come. And it will, it will, but you won't be moved. You'll have an anchor. It'll be an anchor in your soul to keep you fixed and established when you know how much you're loved. Just say it out loud, right? Say it out loud right now. He loves me. My father loves me. He loves me and there's nothing he wouldn't do for me. That's being anchored and rooted in the love of God. And then finally, uh, 
We began last week looking at what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. He said, now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. They choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. I believe it's Mark chapter four that says, when the cares of this world enter in, I mean, you're not gonna stop pressure. You're not gonna stop worry from coming. You're not gonna stop anxiety from making its way to you, but you don't have to let it in you. It can come to you, but it doesn't have to get in you. There's a big difference. And Jesus said, it's so crucial that you guard against that. All those things that he identified as thorns. What were they again? The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, other accounts in the gospel say the lust of other things. When these things get in you, What's the cares of this world? What am I going to do? So much stress, so much worry, financial pressure, relationship pressure, pressure at work, pressure at home. It's created stress, anxiety, and worry. And you're sitting there asking yourself all day, every day, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you need to catch yourself when you start saying those things because every time you say it, you're looking to yourself as your own source and your own way out. And that's why we read last week in the book of First Peter chapter 5, where it said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Man, that's what you need is more grace. You need the grace of God on you. You need the grace of God coming up out of you because that's his help. That's his salvation. That's his ability. That's his favor. Could you, could you use a little more of that stuff? Yeah, maybe a bit. Okay, well, here's how you get it. By casting all your care onto him. That's humility. If casting your care is humility, then by default, carrying your care is pride. It's pride and God, God cannot, he cannot involve himself in the life of someone who thinks they've earned it. You can't be born again when you think God owes you salvation. You cannot be born again When you think you've done enough to earn his salvation, that's called self-righteousness and God can have no part in it. Well, healing can't come to the one who thinks they've earned it. Financial prosperity and God's abundance can't come to the one who thinks they've earned it. Now, yeah, there's a bunch of ways to get rich, but only one way, listen to this, only one way that adds no sorrow. That word sorrow, there you see that in the book of Proverbs. It also means toil. I want you to make note of that. Sorrow and toil. Yeah, there's a bunch of different ways to get rich, but most every single one of them depend upon you and you depending on yourself for your own strength, your own smarts, your own ability. But what did Proverbs chapter three say about that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Why is that so important? It's because your own understanding can only get you as far as you've ever been. At the very best, at the very best, it will only get you as far as somebody else has been. But when you trust in God, when you cast all your care onto him, when you don't lean on you, but you lean on him, he 
will take you places nobody's seen. And that's the place he's called you into. But it's going to come not from you depending on you. It's from you trusting in him. Jesus identified these things as thorns. In in essence, saying to us, God's not going to share his ground. God's not going to reproduce in the same ground as you working for it. His grace and your effort cannot grow in the same ground. I want to take you in the scriptures to the very first place that thorns ever showed up. Go to the book of Genesis chapter three. Let's look at this together. The very first time thorns ever showed up. It was early on, Genesis chapter three, there in the garden, shortly after Eve had taken the fruit, she'd been deceived. She gave it to Adam. He listened to her and not to God. I mean, you know this this whole account. But let me read this to you. And you get a look here at what happens right after all this has taken place, right after Adam and Eve, watch this, took things into their own hands. Isn't that what happened? God said, don't eat of this. And they reached out and they took it into their own hands. What was he saying to them? Leave this one in my hands. Leave this in my hands. But they took it into their own. And in Genesis chapter three, verse 17, after all this had transpired, all this went down, God said to Adam, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Listen, in toil, you will eat of it. All the days of your life, both thorns and thistles, it will bring forth for you and you will eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face, you will eat bread. So God says to Adam, because of what you've done, here's what's going to happen. That's the cause. Here's the effect. The effect is now, if you want to eat, you're going to have to work for it. See, before eating was a gift. Before all that, it was grace. It was eat freely of any tree in the garden, except this one. But they reached out and took that into their own hands. And the result of that was now, if you want to eat, he said, you are going to have to deal with the thorns. Cursed is the ground for your sake in toil. That's that sorrow. That's that effort. That's that you sweating for it. In toil, you'll eat of it all the days of your life and thorns and thistles, it will bring forth for you. That's why we identified in last week's broadcast that thorns, isn't this interesting? That nobody has to plant a thorn. They're just there. The earth just grows them. The same way, the same thing is true about stress, anxiety, worry. Nobody had to teach you to worry. Nobody had to teach you to stress out over your finances. Nobody had to teach you to worry about any of that. It just happened. That's because it's inborn into this world and into this world system. He identified these things as thorns. He said, thorns, it will bring forth. You didn't have to try to worry. You didn't have to learn to worry. You just did. You just did. I used to think back on 
Justice, our little boy who's six years old now, uh, but when he was really little and he was kind of just learning to walk, just learning to talk. And uh, we used to have one of those little monitors in his room, you know, like a parent could watch their kid. Used to back in the day, it was just you could listen to them. Now you can actually watch them, which if you've never done this, it's, it's better than television. Watching these kids just play around in their bed. But one night we were watching Justice and I could tell he had gotten out of bed again. I didn't know what he was doing. So I went into his room. It was dark. I kind of had to feel around for him. And I found him standing beside his bed. I said, Justice, what are you doing? I got down there in his face. It was dark. He reached out and touched my face with his hands and he had taken his socks off and put socks on his hands. And he reached out and touched my face and he said, sock hands, daddy, sock hands. Like, what are you saying? Sock hands. He was saying sock hands, sock hands. <laughs> and you're asking yourself, what in the world does this have to do with what you're talking about? Well, listen to me. You know, all that time you spend in bed at night, worried, about your finances, worried about your marriage, worried about your job. All that time you spend giving anxious thought to that, you would be better off. You would be more productive taking your socks off, putting them on your hands and leaning over to your husband and wife and going, sock hands, baby, sock hands. I mean, you'd be better off doing that. It's more productive to play sock hands than it is to lay there and worry. And some people would say, yeah, well, it's, it's only natural that you worry. I mean, I've got kids. I'm a good parent. I worry about them. See what Satan has done? He has tried to make you think that your worry is you doing your job. But it's not you doing your job. That's not what you were called to do. You were called to cast the care of your children onto your father. And somebody says, well, worries, it's, it's only natural. And to that, I say, you're exactly right. It's only natural. There's nothing supernatural about it. Supernatural is peace. Supernatural is carefree, stressless. Somebody who has cast all their anxiety onto God, who refuses to try to work for their own provision. Now, I'm not saying you quit your job. You understand I'm not telling you that. But I am saying, why don't you go to work with a different mindset? You're not going to make a living. You're not going to work through the thorns. You're not going to eat bread by the sweat of your own face. No, why not? Because that is the first thing Jesus took care of on the cross. What did they put on his head? What was it? It was a crown of thorns. I think, I think about everything that man tries to achieve in his own strength and in his own ability. You, you, you look back on some of the, what science may call those early images of man. Me, man, me make fire. Me, me provide. It sounds so Neanderthal. Well, you know, it sounds exactly like that to God when you say, me, man, me, me make living for me family. Me put food on me table. Me put clothes on me kids back. I mean, come on. This isn't your job. This isn't your assignment. Your job, your assignment is to cast all the care of that onto Jesus. That's why he said in Matthew 6, he said, take no thought for your life. Take no anxious thought for what you will eat 
what you will wear? He asked them this question. He said, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to your stature? Wouldn't it be funny to come across a really short guy who's just sitting all balled up in the corner, just stressed out and crying and just trying and trying and trying. And you say, what are you doing, man? He says, I'm, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying so hard to grow. You think you can't, you, being worried about growing will not add a single inch to you, Jesus said. And if you think it's foolish, that, that's silly to think that you could grow by worrying about it. Did you know it's just as foolish to think that worrying over your finances is going to add a dollar to you? It's just as ignorant to think that worrying over your children's safety is what's going to keep them safe. It's not. You're trying to work through the thorns. Jesus bore those thorns for you. Everything that man's able to achieve and accomplish on his own, he wears it like a crown. I'm a king in my own domain, not realizing he's put on his own head a crown of thorns. But Jesus bore those for you. And he said, I'll trade you. I'll trade you those thorns for this crown of loving kindness and tender mercy. He's so good. He's so good. Don't try to grow something in the same ground with your self-righteousness and God's grace. It won't work. Today's your day to cast the care of that over onto Him because He cares for you and He will do the caring for you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.